the people said? Yeah. Wow. Are you ready to defeat the devil right in his face? Yeah. Glory to God. Judges chapter 6, please. Gideon, good old Gideon. Gideon, as you remember, was a coward that God turned into a giant. Like my little girl called him scaredy cat. I called him pussy cat. That's right, little baby. God turned that man's life around. The Bible says in verse 11, And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was an Ophrah that pertained unto Joash, the Abizorite and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. Think of it. Here's a man hiding from the enemy. Here's a man who did not want the enemy to see his land. Afraid that the crop may be stolen. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Would you all look at me, please? This is funny almost. Here's this guy hiding from the enemy. In other words, a coward. Nobody, brother, who is a man of valor is hiding from the enemy. How many agree if you're hiding from the enemy, you're a pussycat? Scary cat and a coward altogether, right? So here's this guy hiding, and the Lord says, Hello there, you mighty man of valor. And the guy, and Gideon, you know, get on the sense of me. The King James puts it so poetically. But when God spoke those words, and when Gideon spoke back, they were talking like Jews talk. Alright? So thinking, who me? He, he, he was not poetic in his answer. And God didn't speak like King James wrote he would. God didn't come back and say, Oh mighty man of valor, you thou thee and thou. No, no, no. <laughs> he said, hello there great man of God. And Gideon's answer was, me? Here's his, his reply. And Gideon said, verse 13, And Gideon said unto him, Oh my Lord! God says, Oh great man! And he says, Oh! Watch all the O's, the ifs, and the whys, and the who's. Gideon said, Oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles, which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us from Egypt? You know, people, here's God coming to this guy who's hiding behind a bush. Hiding behind somewhere. Hiding behind some whatever. And God says, Hello there, mighty man of valor. And the guy says, Oh, where is God? We've been in such deep trouble here. Anybody ever feel like that? Sure you do. And now the Lord stays on track, Fred. The Lord, he never moves off where he was. Even though Gideon answered with a horrible answer, God comes right back to the same thing. And the Lord said in verse 14, And the Lord looked upon him. You know, I love this. The Lord looked upon him. You know, God was wondering what kind of guy this is. God stays, stays right on track. And says in verse 14, And the Lord looked on him. He was trying to figure out what kind of guy this is. And said, Go in this thy might. In other words, I am not saying you're a pussycat. I still see you as a mighty man of valor. People, I pray to God that you'd see yourself the way God sees you. You'll believe that the way he sees you is the way he really means he sees you. What God says about you is what he means. He looks at Gideon and says, Oh mighty man of valor. Gideon didn't see himself like that. God comes back and says, go in thy might. He didn't see himself as that. 
He ca- you know what? Gideon went right back to his old ways of being, oh, you know, who's little me, you know? Verse 15, look, look. Verse 15. And he said unto him, Oh my Lord, this is still Gideon. Oh my Lord, he said, wherewith shall I save Israel? He says, behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. In other words, I'm nothing but a little pipsqueak. I'm a nobody, I'm just a little boy down here who's trying to do his job for Jesus. And the Lord said unto him, verse 16, Surely I will be with thee. He says, quit talking negative. Quit talking about yourself like you're a nobody. Surely I'll be with thee. And I will smite the Midianites. I'm sorry. And thou shalt smite. Thank God. Thou shalt smite the Midianites, the Midianites as one man. God is saying, hey, quit talking so bad about yourself. You're going to whip the devil all by yourself. Amen. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now turn to Numbers 13 and let me show you how God wants to make you a giant killer. Say, I'm a giant killer. Say it again. Louder. Say, I am the best. Super brilliant. Magnificent. And marvelous. Hey, God says more about you than that. Are you hearing this? Now, Numbers 13 talk about the 12 spies. 12 spies went to spy out the promised land, Numbers 13. I'm so glad I only remember Joshua and Caleb. You know, if I'd ask you now, do you remember the names of the 10 spies? You won't. Please don't. No one wants to talk about failures. So the Bible says in verse 20 that God told them to go and spy out the land and see what kind of land it is. So verse 20 says, and see what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not. And be ye of good courage and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. Grapes in the Bible always symbolize victory. Say victory. So here, the Bible says they went to the promised land to see it. It was time for victory. It was time for grapes. And the Bible goes on to say, So they went up and searched the land from the wilderness of Zin unto Rehab, as men come to Hamath. And they ascended by the south and came unto Hebron, where Anna or Ahimam Shishai and Talmai. Thank God that's not my name. The children of Anak were. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. And they came unto the brook of Eshkol and cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes. Wow. And they bear it between two upon a staff. Now people, would you all look at me please? Twelve spies went into the promised land. Ten saw giants and two saw grapes. Ten said, look how big those giants are. But two said, look how big those grapes are. (laughs) Ten came back tasting giants and two came back tasting grape juice. Are you ones who see giants or are you ones who see grapes? Say it. 
Giants symbolize defeat. Grapes symbolize victory. Hallelujah. Now, people, I want to say this to you. Do you know that there are giants at the door of your promise? Whenever you come to your promised land, I'll promise you this, there will be giants. And giants are the sign you're almost there. Ooh, that's good. God sent them to the promised land. And when they came to the promised land, who met them? Big boys, giants. Giants are always in the way of the promise. So say after me, when giants show up, it means I'm, I'm almost there. How many have giants in your life? You're almost there. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. You people in the overflow, are you all there? Not balcony, overflow I'm talking to. It's all right, balcony, stay alive. If the rapture happens, you're going first. In the overflow, are you there? Are you grape tasters? Giant killers? Good. Glory to God. Say, I'm no grasshopper. Look at somebody and say, I'm no grasshopper. Say, <laughs> look, at, look at somebody and say, this is not the first church of the grasshoppers. Glory to God. Brother, I'm no grasshopper and I'm no trash. I'm a child of the living God. Crowned with glory, a vessel of righteousness, literally filled with the glory of God. Let me tell you, sir, when God looks at you, he does not see trash. He sees a mighty man of valor. You may not see yourself like that, but thank God he's changing your mentality. So the Bible says they all went and saw the land. Look, it, look this is interesting. All 12 had faith. All 12 of them had faith. 10 came back with a negative report and 2 with a positive. And all of them had faith. 10 had faith in the giants and 2 had faith in God. 10 came and said the giants will eat us up. That's what they said. And 2 came and said we'll eat them up. They're breakfast for us. Two came and said, we saw the promised land, but we can't make it. Giants are in the way. And two came back and said, we saw the promised land, and we saw the grapes, and we're going to go there. Amen. Ten saw giants, and two saw grapes. Thank God I'm seeing the grapes. Amen. Now the Bible says in verse 30, as the people began to talk negative, you know, they began to talk about, well, when we got there, yeah, sure, there are wonderful milk and honey over there. But there's these big boys over there. We'll never, never make it. And what happened? Verse 30, Caleb said, shut up. Say, shut up. Brother, people who talk negative ought to be told, shut up. Because words are powerful, like Sammy said. Brother, you know something, sister? Do you know something, son of God? These 10 spies came back and got so negative, became so negative, till all Israel was poisoned. None of them made the promised land so, so much that they all died in the wilderness. And Caleb got so upset with them, he said, just shut up. 
And Caleb stilled the, the people. In other words, he said, shut up. It's a nice way of saying that he said, shut up. The King James said, still them. In other words, he told them to quit talking. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once. He says, don't talk negative. Yes, we can do it. Yes, we'll make it. Let us go up at once, not tomorrow, and possess it. For we are well able to overcome it. Say after me, negative people. Negative. Say God can. God. No, no, no. They can say, say it. They say, God can. Positive people say, God will. Someone says, oh yeah, God can. Hey, even the devil says God can. Faith says, God will. Say it, God will. Say it again. Say it again. Faith! If God says, do it, you do it. Why? Because you don't say he can, you say he will. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the man that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. That's how negative people talk. Dear Lord, help us. And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants. In other words, hey boys, we're not going there. They're going to eat us up. Losers major on problems and winners major on solutions. Winners see the problem. But I should say, sorry, losers I said, right? Losers see the problem, but winners see the possibility. He'll never say, oh, yeah, you know, and all this junk. You know, negative people, brother, all around. Negative people. Dear Lord, help us. Ten of them came back and said, never. We'll never make it. There are giants in the land and we're not going to make it. And Caleb said, shut up. Just shut up. I remember a story. I got to tell you this. I don't know what's happening to it today. I just feel marvelous. A story. This, this, this preacher was preaching one day and a woman got up and began to prophesy against him. And nobody could do anything. She was a little lady. She said, Thus saith the Lord. You know how many times you want to tell your pastor off, but you can't, so you use the Lord to, to do it. <laughs> she got up and she said, Thus saith the Lord. And she began telling the men off. Well, the poor pastor didn't know what to do, and the ushers couldn't stop her, and nobody did. So some other lady got up, and she said, while she was prophesying, the other lady said, Thus said the Lord, shut up, shut up. <laughs> One woman on this side was telling the pastor off with prophecy, and the other woman on the other side, Thus said the Lord, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Every time I say shut up, I think about that lady. The Bible says in verse 32, And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of a great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, 
Now watch this. This is powerful. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. People of God, I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. These people came to the promised land, saw the giants and said, you know what? In our own eyes, we looked like grasshoppers and they even looked at us and we looked in their eyes like grasshoppers. In other words, they asked the opinion of the devil. When the Bible says here that we were as grasshoppers in their own sight, in other words, they must have known their opinion. Never get the devil's opinion. He'll never give you a good faith report on you. Are you hearing this? See, I'll never ask the devil for a faith report. Don't you ever say, devil, what do you think of me? He'll tell you exactly what he thinks of you. But you go to the word and say, Lord, what do you think of me? Mighty man of valor, go in thy might, you whip the devil, you're mine. Man. That's the way God thinks. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Now, people of God, I want you to say this after me, please. This is absolutely incredible. There's 12 men. 10 saw giants, 2 saw grapes. 10 came back tasting giants and defeat and 2 came back tasting grape juice. All of them had faith. 10 in the giants and 2 in God. 10 came back talking giant fear and this and this and 2 came back and said, look, there's big grapes over there. I don't see the giants. I see the victory. I see the grapes and who cares about the giants? We're well able to overcome and move into our new property, invade new territory. Say hallelujah, somebody. Say after me, Canaan. Represents my greatest dream, my greatest goal, my greatest desire. People of God, whenever you reach your Canaan, there'll be a giant at the door. And what you do with him, you kill him. Say, I'm a giant killer. And you kill him with faith in your words. That thing will go, I'll tell you. Turn to again Judges chapter 6. Turn to Judges chapter 6. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many are filled with God's consciousness, not with giant's consciousness? How many are winners, not losers? How many are going to quit talking about yourself and talk about God? How many have the mind of Christ? Then say, I am super brilliant. Say it aloud. Say it aloud. Now all of you say something very important after me. Say, it's not what I see that defeats me. It's what, I it's what I believe. See, ten saw giants and believed they're going to destroy them. Two saw giants and said, I don't believe it. It's not what you see that will defeat you. It's what you choose to believe. Thank God I believed. I'm no grasshopper. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Now let's get some Holy Ghost manna with double oil on it. Are you ready for manna with oil on it? Judges chapter 6 states, states that after Gideon had been transformed by the power of God. And what transformed him? For the Bible says that the angel said, take the flesh, which is carnality. Remember that last week? How many were here last week? Say I was. The Bible tells us and told us last week and we saw it. How the angel came and said, take the flesh, put it on the stone, the rock, which is Christ. Take the unleavened cakes, which is sin, put it on the rock. And now the fire comes out of the rock and destroys both sin and carnality. And the man is transformed. Remember that? And he at that time became the mighty man of valor. 
And the Bible goes on to say, and you saw all this last week, so we won't have to go through it again. Verse 25, and it came to pass, this is Judges 6, 25, and it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Take thy father's young bullock, even the second bullock of seven years old, and throw down the altar of Baal. People of God, every time altars are mentioned in the Bible, they speak of kingdoms, kingdoms. So the, the altar of Baal would be the kingdom of Baal. Baal represents Satan. So here we have spiritually, remember now, everything in the old covenant is shadow to what you and I walk in, substance. This is a type of you and I walking into the reality of it. The altar of Baal will represent to us today the kingdom of Satan. God said to Gideon, he said, you go now and throw it down. Saints of God, the second God transforms you and you become a mighty man of valor, the first command he'll say to you is go destroy the kingdom of hell. How many are ready to do that? Say amen. amen. People, how many have made a decision with us to destroy the kingdom of hell in, in Orlando? Let me see your hands up high. How many have made up your mind? We're going to turn this whole city around for God. How many have already decided we will change the climate spiritually of Orlando? Say a big amen. amen. Then Satan is shaking in his boots because of you. The Bible says, go destroy the altar of Baal. And then he says what? In verse 26 he said, and build an altar unto the Lord thy God upon the top of this rock. My hallelujah. The same rock that the flesh was laid on, the same rock that unleavened cakes were laid on, the same rock which is Christ, where the flesh was laid on, the sin was laid on, God's word says, I'll build my altar, my kingdom upon this rock. You see, revelation are hidden all through the old covenant. How many feel the anointing when I say that? People, I'm telling you, here we are looking at Gideon with, a, with an altar representing the kingdom. God says a rock, his son Jesus. He says, build my altar on top of this rock. In other words, spiritually speaking, prophetically speaking, he was saying, my church, my kingdom will be built upon the rock, Christ Jesus. Revelations are through this book about who Jesus is. Remember, the whole Bible is a revelation of Jesus Christ. Now the Bible goes on to say that Gideon, chapter 7 please. Gideon chose 300 men after that transformation who would win the war. 300 warriors, 300 with a spirit of might. 300 who were not fearful, but courageous and bold. This is not the day to be fearful, people of God. People, may I tell you something prophetically? I believe in the next three months, the glory of God will descend on OCC. I'm telling you the truth. God spoke this to my heart. He said, starting next February, starting the early part of 1990, angels will begin manifesting all over the world. Are you hearing all this? Today, brother, the cults and the occult and Satanism, it's manifesting around the world. Today, our high schools are filled with Satanists. Let me tell you, Jesus is about to reveal his glory like never before. Our dear brother here saw Jesus in his house last Wednesday. I'm telling you, you're about to see him in your house. Are you hearing this? You're about to see him in your house. You know, Suzanne, babe, I thought I was seeing something this morning. I, I, I even for, for, forgot to tell you. At five, I woke up 
and I'm telling you the truth, I thought I was dreaming or hallucinating or I don't know what, what was, was happening to me. But I can tell you, I saw this thing. I saw a figure of Jesus walk into our bedroom and out the door. He just came right through the closet and walked out the door. And I, and I really thought I was dreaming. And when Johnny, when you said you saw the Lord, I felt goosebumps all over me. And I just remembered, I saw this thing this morning. And you know what I saw? I didn't see his face. I just saw a part of his back, a white robe. Just om, om, almost like a quick thing just passed right by me. And when I went to pray this morning, usually when I begin to pray, I start slow. This morning I was singing, I will bless thee, O Lord. And then only came right all over me, 5 o'clock in the morning. I was sitting in my office back there, trembling under the power this morning. And the choir began singing, there's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place, right in the back. God is going to visit us here today. Lift your hands and say, Lord, do it. In Jesus' name. I just felt something. Can I tell you what I just felt? I just felt at the end of the service, the Holy Ghost is going to breathe upon us. Fresh breath of anointing on our lives. Johnny, I feel this for you now. God is going to fill you with the Holy Spirit be before the end of this service. Oh, hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You know, I just, I'm telling you, something is happening to me right now. I feel a prophetic mantle just falling on me right here. Lift your hands and praise the Lord somebody for just a second. See, God is doing something new in this house. Something fresh is happening in this place. I'm telling you, God Almighty is about to reveal His presence. Stand up, brother. Yea, says the Lord, you have thought of defeat. You have thought of failure. You have thought of weakness. But now, says the Lord, I will take the wound out of thy spirit. I will take the wound out of, out of thy heart and give thee victory. Victory, victory after victory. Yea, says the Lord, your feet shall be established. Your work shall be established. Yea, says God, you shall hear my voice. I will lead you. I will guide you. I'll take from before thine eyes the scales and you shall see my glory. Yea, says the Lord, angels, yea, angels shall protect your life with power and with might and with glory. Yes, says the Lord, you have wondered and said, Lord, will you use me? For thus said the Lord, I will use you ten times more than you have expected in Jesus' mighty name. <laughs> Hallelujah. I tell you, I've, how many feel just that, that anointing just fell like, like this down here? I, I tell you, it, 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 just, it just fell like this. Woo. I love it when it goes like this. How many say amen? amen? Lord, what do I do now? I'll just keep preaching till you touch me again. Gideon chose 21,000 people. God said, it's too many. And then the Lord said, please don't look in your Bible. I just feel a flow here. And then God said, he said, look. Gideon, that's a lot of people here. I don't need that many. Gideon, a fearful man who'd been transformed into a giant, into a great man of war. And God said, look, he says, I don't need so many people. He says, by yourself, you can whip the devil. 
Then he chose 300 men. How did he choose them? Because God said, I'll test them by the waters. Brother, it is the word of God, the water. They'll test if you're a warrior or not. Are you hearing this? He said, bring them to the water. Bring them, in other words, to the word. He said, let me see how they eat the word. Let me see how they eat the word. And brother, let me tell you something. 9,700 ate the word with their eyes off the battle. And they ate like this. They drank like this. They had their eyes off the battlefield, but 300 ate the word like this, ready for battle. They put their hand in the water. They put their hand in the word to their mouth like this. They said, devil, I am ready for you, brother. I'm ready for you, devil. I'm ready for you. And, the, and, and how did they win the war? The Bible says 300 men carried pitchers with fire inside of them and trumpets in their hands. Do you realize they had no swords? Did you know that? You have to go home and reread the whole chapter. Don't do it now. I feel a flow of the anointing here. They said, Gideon said, he said, you hundred stand here. Hundred stand there. Hundred stand. And there were 300 men all around the camp of the enemy. And it was, at, it, it was at night, midnight. Brother, God always attacks at midnight. I'm calling my sermon today, attack at midnight. Right now I feel like attacking the devils of hell, I tell you. And 300 stood around. And the Bible says they held their pictures. What is a picture? A symbol of your flesh and body. Inside of it was fire. But now you see, it was midnight. And when they came to the enemy, they were all around the camp, on the mountains. And here were 300 men on the mountains, the enemy in the valley. And they had pictures in their hands, fire in them. But they couldn't see the fire. The enemy couldn't see the fire. Why? It was covered by the picture. You see, your body is the picture. There's fire in it. The devil won't see it. Till what? Till Gideon said, he said, look, at my command, he said, you break that picture. Think of the enemy suddenly hearing trumpets blow and 300 Jews breaking pictures and fire appearing like this all at once. Are you hearing this? 300 Jews surrounding the camp with pictures and fire in them that could not be seen till the picture broke. And God said, blow your trumpets. And at midnight, the trumpets blew. You can read that when you go home. The trumpets blew. And my Lord, the enemies woke up. As trumpets came from all around. What are trumpets? Praise. And as the trumpets blew, then Gideon said, break your pictures. Brother, praise always breaks the flesh. And when the flesh broke, when the pictures broke, here was the fire shining out of that broken vessel. Are you getting the revelation here? And as the fire broke through, the Bible says the whole camp of the enemy turned on each other and killed one another. And Gideon's 300 men, hear me, you may not know this, you can read it in your Bible. Gideon's 300 men did not go down into the camp nor fight. They had no swords because the Midianites had stolen all their weapons before. The only one with a sword was Gideon. All the rest had no swords. What did they have? They had pitchers, fire, and trumpets. You can read it when you go. It says in the right hand they had the trumpet. In the left they had the pitcher. And they blew the trumpet, broke the vessel, the fire shone. The enemy was confused. And God says, just stand there and hold the fire. Gideon's 300 men hold fire. And listen to this verse. This is powerful. This is absolutely powerful. Listen to this. As thou art, 
This was spoken about Gideon's men. This is chapter 8, verse 18. You can see it. Look at it now. We would do the last part. It's powerful. People, I feel a prophetic anointing. I, I, I don't know what's happening here. Bruce, just begin playing the piano, brother. Something is happening here. Something fantastic is happening here. Something fantastic is happening here. The last part of that verse says, As thou art, so were they. Each one resembled the children of a king. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Underline the last line there. You resemble the children of a king. You resemble the children of a king, I said. Lift your hands and bless the Lord. People, I tell you, there's an anointing in this house this morning. Punky, stand up. Yea, I shall take the shackles out of your life, says God. Yea, I shall remove all the shackles out of your life, says God. The memories of the past, says the Lord, shall be forgotten. Yea, says God, you've said to yourself, like Gideon said, Who am I? And who's my family's house that I should be used of God? But now, says the Lord, I will turn your life around. For the rock shall burn all the ashes. The rock, who, who is my son, shall burn all the stubble. Yea, says the Lord, I will burn, I will consume, I will purify, and you shall be a light literally in my hands says the Lord of hosts lift your hands and bless him lift your hands and praise him lift your hands people lift your hands lift your hands and bless him stand up brother come 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 Come. Yea, an evil report has been spoken against you by hell, says the Lord. A great evil report has been spoken against you, says God, but I am wiping it out. I am removing it. Yea, as a seed that has been sown in an evil place, I shall take that evil seed out of your life. And I shall sow a seed within thee that shall flourish, that shall expand, that shall be built up and glorified. Yea, says the Lord, I shall put my hand upon thee. I shall remove all your yesterdays. I will wipe them out as though they've never been, says God Almighty. <laughs> Hallelujah. People, I feel an anointing here. It's flowing through me like fire. I'm telling you, lift your hands and take it yourself right now. Take it yourself right now. I'm telling you, take it yourself. Manto ke palbal alfa, miente tiki, monto tokol bol alfa manti. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. A mind of clarity have I given to thee, says the Lord. Yes, says God. Bandages shall break a hundred times more than you have prayed for. Yea, says the Lord of hosts, Carol, what you have planned to do is of me, and I shall break the bondages of hell. I shall cause the enemies to flee, and many will know me, says the Lord, because of you. But I will deal with you, my servant, and I will deal greatly with you. Yea, says God, I will remove the walls that have been built up within thee and build up new ones. Walls that I build, says the Lord, are unshakable. Walls that men build are easily broken. 
And I shall build new walls, a new foundation that shall never be shaken. God tells me, young man, his hand is on you. He wants you. I see you as a hungry, thirsting soul in a dry land. I see you going to well after well and are dry. I see you as a man in the desert looking for water and there's none. And you've given up. You've given up. But Jesus is digging a new well for you that you will not have to search for. He'll bring it your way. Your way, young man, is coming your way. Hallelujah. Come here, Daddy. Come here, brother. You're on the front row for a reason. God's power is all over your son right here. The shackle shall be broken. Gone forevermore. Lift your hands and praise. And I need thee every hour. Most gracious Lord. Come here, Jerry. Come here, brother. On the platform. God tells me there's a minister coming your way. Man, I'm telling you. I see God's hand moving a dark cloud out of your life like this. It's moving, sir. It's moving. It's moving. Breathe fresh. Fresh! That anointing is fresh. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Jesus. Blessed Jesus. People stand and worship him. Come on. See, we're talking about the glory of God. Let your glory fill this place, Lord, today. Let your glory fill this place. People, I feel such an anointing here. Just, just breathe it in. Lift your hands and breathe it in. God is doing something fresh. You can feel that anointing on you. You can feel that anointing on you. Suzanne, you can feel that anointing on you, on you. I wish you could see that boy and his daddy down here. Beautiful thing happening to him. Lord, fill Johnny with the Holy Spirit. Let the anointing flow through him. 
Make him a witness in Jesus' name. For Jesus' sake. Thanks. You want the infilling of the Spirit? Get down here and he'll fill you. I mean it. I mean it. You want to be filled right now? Get down here. That anointing is so strong. God's going to fill many right here, right now with the Holy Spirit. The Irish pastor want to be filled with the Spirit. Get up here, man. Come up, come up, come up. Holy Ghost, come upon him. In the name of Jesus. Lift him up. He's laughing down there. That's the Holy Ghost here, people. Let the rain of heaven fall upon my thirsty soul. Let the rain of heaven fall on me. People, I'm telling you, God is going to visit this place. Blessed Holy Spirit, won't you come and take control? Let the rain of heaven Fall on me, for you are glorious. Lift the instruments and worthy to be praised. Who is this lady, honey? Come here, honey. Listen to this. This woman has been given six months to live. Doctor says six months, but I say she shall live and not die in the name of Jesus. She shall live and not die in Jesus' name. You daughter of cancer, come on! God's power is over this girl. Lift her, lift her right now, lift her up. God's power is all over her. Lady, you feel God's power all over you. What do you feel over your body? I just feel a tingling all over me. Did you have pain anywhere? In my, in my lung. You had pain in your lungs. It's going to go in two seconds. It's going to go right now in Jesus' mighty name. Give the Lord a great hand, somebody. Lift her, lift her, lift her, lift her. Lift her, Sammy. Honey, breathe in deeply now. Breathe in deeply, darling. You feel any pain? No. I don't feel any pain. Breathe in. Is there any pain? No. Doctor, come here, doctor. Come here, doctor. Check it out for me. Breathe in, breathe in, breathe in. Did you have pain before if you would Yes. If you would breathe, you would feel pain? It's it was covered, my whole lung was just covered with a tumor. Is your husband here? Yes, he is. Get over here, sir. Jesus. We came here from South Carolina just because we felt the Lord was leading us here. Come here, brother. Did you expect this? 
On today's program, you've seen an undeniable demonstration of God's ability to seek and save those who are lost. And you've also seen a manifestation of God's prophetic and healing power. Perhaps you've never prayed to receive Christ as your own personal Savior. If not, do so now. Pray, God forgive me. I receive Christ as the covering for my sin. Create a clean heart in me and make me new. 